to the People Sports Podcast. She is Charlotte Wilder. I am Mark Titus. We are here again, Charlotte. Another another great week of content. Are we ever? Mark, did you get a haircut? I did not. No. I wanted really? to talk about this. Do you want to just dive right into it? Because uh, we, we have a handful of stories we want to, we want to discuss. Uh, we are having Ryan Satin, our, our Fox Sports colleague. He is going to join us later on the program uh, because Survivor Series, which is a big pay-per-view in, in the WWE world, is this weekend. Um, Ryan is a WWE expert. Uh, and we are, we are going to draft our own Survivor Series teams from various sports and then ryan's gonna critique them and say who would win the who would win the match that's, a, that's what we have coming up uh but we want to talk about some stories first and i wanted to start with this because this is the story that is uh dominating the nfl today um i think you you think that i'm going to be talking about one story and we will talk no, about i that think one. i but know first, what story yeah, you're going to okay. be talking about oh Justin i think Herbert I got a haircut <laughs> no i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know did he are you aware? Yeah, I just saw this right before we, we started recording. Uh, I haven't the Chargers, seen. Yeah, because the reason I know this is because people all over my – I was trending on Twitter, and I was wondering why, and I clicked on it, and everyone's saying that I have the best hair in Southern California oh now. Oh, my God. And I was like, I'm, what? You're lucky we're is not that? in a studio together because I would just walk up and get right out. But, I mean, I, should, I could just shut my computer, but Jesus, Mark. I mean, I thought you got a haircut because I think at this point you just kind of have a mullet. I do have a mullet. Yeah, what happened? Because like, I, I can't I, see the back of it, so yeah, the front is short, well, uh, and I thought – Wow, yeah, look that. at that lettuce. I Do you play the, hockey at a D3 college? <laughs> <laughs> I wear the headphones, so like the sides, I like it gets tucked back. And then, yeah, I got a, I got a big time mullet going uh, and then some flow with the, yeah, I don't know. but That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Justin Herbert got a haircut though, Charlotte. You're, uh, you're the Tom Brady expert on the program. Uh, Tom mm-hmm. Brady, once upon a time, famously grew his hair out to his shoulders, basically, and then got it cut and... Uh, Tom Brady's a little bit of a pretty boy himself. Uh, my question to you, I don't know if Justin Herbert fits the bill of pretty boy, but certainly he had the sunshine locks, whatever. <laughs> Point is, uh, does does your quarterback's look matter to you? Yes. You, oh, okay. my. Is All that right. a joke? Like the quarterback, <laughs> I don't think many people's looks in sports matter except for the quarterback. Like if your quarterback doesn't look, it doesn't even, you don't even have to be good looking. You just have to look kind of authoritative. And I think that's, I feel like Justin Herbert still looks a little bit like he's 17 years old. And granted, he's, uh, you know, 22. Yeah. 20, and he's, he's a lovely kid. I don't, this isn't a negative thing. I just mean, you know, he, he has some time to grow into himself, I think. But can mm-hmm. I Google his haircut? Like, should I look yeah, at this you, in you, real time? Google it as you're doing that. I'm going to uh, share some details that uh, <gasps> apparently. Oh, my is- God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel. Wow. Okay. So, folks, what we're uh, looking at here, uh, he looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I don't hate this, but he went from. As he, he doesn't look as good it, as he did. Yeah. No, he went from yeah. pretty boy locks to like G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the, cut, in the words of Jim Morrison, some of the the some of my worst mistakes were getting haircuts, is what Jim Morrison said once upon a time. Did he say that? That's yeah, a smart yeah. man. And that's that's what I feel like when I look at, and that's what I'm going through, Charlotte. I've never grown my hair out this long, and I, the plan is I'm going to cut it when we're when I can go back to when Fox lets me back in the studio to do shows. So uh, I, I got a haircut right before. Uh, March Madness was canceled like three days before. Then it gets canceled. And then obviously I didn't get a haircut for a long time because like everything was closed down. Mm-hmm. And then it became like a protest slash laziness slash whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I just made a declaration. I'm not going to get it cut again until we go back to the studio. And then now I'm looking at Justin Herbert. I'm like, am I ever getting a haircut again? Because like, I don't no. I, don't, I think I'm stuck. I think this is. <laughs> I mean, also I maybe back. don't buzz it off. I'm not. I'm not yeah. totally pro buzz cut, but at uh, this point, you'll get a haircut in April, and I look forward yeah. to seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> the story. The story apparently is that his strength and conditioning coach cut his hair. That's the other oh, bad part about this. No. Is that you have that hair, and then the strength and conditioning coach comes up to you and says, "I can give you a haircut," and you're like, "Sure, man. Why not?" That's that's <laughs> the issue to me. It's not the look. It's like the the decision making. That's that's worrisome. Well, it's also this. of all the coaches or assistants or people who could help you out. The last yeah. person you want giving you a haircut is the strength and conditioning it's, coach because you're going to end up with a buzz cut no matter what you ask for. The last person you want to cut your hair is the guy most likely to headbutt a player who's wearing a helmet. All the sideline. Yeah, After totally. a big play, he comes over and just headbutts him, and then his skull is bleeding. And he's like, I'll give you a haircut, sure. You're like, right, he's know, the guy man. who, like, crushes beers on his head and doesn't <laughs> feel it. Yeah, no, you don't want that guy giving you a haircut. Uh, but but the counter to your your uh, argument that uh-huh. the look matters, Eli Manning won two Super Bowls, Charlotte. So Yeah, but look, okay, Eli's got Eli face, sure. But he, 
does have a certain level of like here I amness. Do you know what I mean? Even if <laughs> in his in his case it's a little goofy and a little weird, but like you know that that's Eli Manning's presence. Like he has a presence. It's just a little he bit has, like oh, what are we he doing? He has here? here I amness. That yeah. is- <laughs> you know what? Like he shows up and he's like here I am, and you're like Eli, welcome. I get it. <laughs> I love this show so much. That is between that and uh, Patrick Mahomes is out there just pew 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 pew. Yeah. Boy, we are. Uh, we got, We're firing we got all cylinders, uh, as they say. The Mark. story, the story you wanted, you thought I was going to talk about, is yeah. that apparently the uh, you can introduce this one. The, the the New York Giants coaching staff are are fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, isn't it that the offensive line coach Colombo, what's his name? Something Mark Colombo, yeah, Mark Colombo, uh, and head coach Joe Judge, who's an ex special teams coach, which will never not be funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they got into a fight because um, Judge wanted to bring another guy on to help the help Columbo with the offensive line, which I mean, like I get it. I like um, that you keep saying offensive instead of offensive because they're like, <laughs> this line is so is. bad. I mean, it's the, offensive. Giants, <laughs> the Giants have a fairly offensive offensive line. Wow. Offensive and awe. It really makes a difference. Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, they got into a fist fight and Joe judge lost, which is why he fired Columbo, which it, this story, this is a lot of allegedly going on here, but I yeah. hope to God it's true. Yeah, I, this 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 is what we need uh, in in the sports world is well, coaches fighting like this. This is perfect for the NFC East because even mm-hmm. if you like, you can still be a loser and win in the NFC East. And like Joe Judge might have lost a fight, but he's the one who kept his job, so it sort of makes sense. Uh, by the way, I, I was looking this up because I you assume that a lot of the football people are just big huge men that are you, you assume guys. this was two gladiators just duking it out whatever uh joe judge i don't i don't know his measurables but uh joe judge played football at mississippi state technically um uh-huh. and i'm not i'm not i'm not shaming playing time you know that's not my I'm a, I'm <laughs> you a, of all people I, yeah, of all oh my people. God. yeah so like i'm not i'm not getting on him for that but uh it was hard to dig up research on his playing career. Like how, how big of a guy are we talking? How tough is Joe judge? Yeah. Uh, what I found was that he entered Mississippi state as a quarterback recruit. He eventually uh-huh. became just like a special teams guy, his entire football career. <laughs> uh, then he became a special teams coach. And now he's the head coach. Of the I'm Giants. just looking at pictures of yeah. Joe judge and like, uh, I get it. Meanwhile, Mark Colombo is a former offensive tackle who is six foot eight, 315 pounds. <laughs> oh my God! Wow, when you this tell me dude that Mark, is huge. When you tell me that Mark Colombo kicked Joe Judge's ass, I say, "Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense." That's uh, so like that maybe out. as the leader of this whole organization, maybe Mark, maybe uh, Joe should have like thought about that before letting yeah. it get to blows. You know, he's like. A, this isn't super professional. B, I'm definitely going to lose. I'm just, this is the story that I'm watching most closely in the sports okay. world. This, the is we're mon- <laughs> this is what we're monitoring. Like the draft, the NBA draft. Sure. I hear that's yeah. happening. I, you've had a busy week, right? I mean, I have my, my, I should have, I should have uh, started with this at the top. My brain is absolutely fried, but this is the show for fried brains. I think, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this the is better like the-, the, the more fried the brain, the better yeah. the show. That's We're doing tagline. college basketball starts next week. The draft is tonight. I know, I know our, this podcast comes out on Thursday. So everybody uh, listening has already seen the draft, which by the way, we, we, you want to do some like, uh, no, never mind. I, 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 the, the one draft thought I had is that the Knicks, I hate Knicks fans, but I've, I've talked about, you've this talked about show, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, who, who are um, they taking at eight? Who's going to make that difference? It doesn't matter. They, they want right? the, they want them to take LeBron James and he's not, <laughs> he's not there. And so like, no matter who the kid is, Knicks fans are going to be like, we are so cursed. And and it's true me. because no matter who they true, get, they're cursed. It is true. Uh, yeah. So anyway, my brain is fried, but uh, you know, this is the, this is the place for that. Uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> Joe judge, Mark Colombo, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting. No, this is, this is a story. I, I, I'm with you. I, I want to monitor this because uh, when you're growing up, Charlotte, maybe, maybe you disagree, but I remember mm-hmm. being young and looking at adults in my life and they, <laughs> they have it all together. They, man, I can't wait till I'm an adult. And like some other adult hands me like a, a, a crown or something. And it's like, congratulations, you've done it. I guess that's what you assume like your college diploma, your high school diploma is mm-hmm. like, you've done it. You're an adult. Congratulations. Uh, and then as you get older, you realize there's no such thing as adults. There's just like grown children. We're yes. all just grown children. We're all are this exact same child. And instances like this where people are fist fighting, football players, this is something that would happen on my seventh grade football team. Right. My buddy, you know, 
It's so good. I love it. It's so true, Mark. I think the most horrifying moment of every person, every young person's life is when you get old enough to realize that no one has any actual clue Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. so that your entire life before that, before you realize that was a lie because you thought you were operating from some place of anyone else being certain about anything. Yeah. And the truth is that no one has a clue. Here's, here's a question to you. You are, my understanding, you're not a parent, but, uh, let's let's pretend i'm not either but let's pretend we're let's give everyone parenting advice here okay what, you have a child who's say 10 years old and they come to you with a question and you don't know the answer because like you're like i don't have i'm i'm a moron i don't right, have i'm an answers. idiot yeah have you, idiot. have you listened to my so, podcast what is what is the worst parenting move is it telling your kid like i don't uh, i i don't know i don't know what to do in that situation whatever or is it giving it just like being very cocksure and and stupid about it like you know oh my what God, I mean? definitely i mean definitely the former i feel like you'd go with the latter they'd be yeah, like I would go with the dad what's like what's the you know most what's the lightest element on the periodic table and yeah. you'd be like uh coal and they'd be like that's, that's how, not an element that's how my parents <laughs> raised me like i swear to god my dad was googling stuff as i was asking him he's well like, but that's dad. the thing okay here's the move here's what you say you say i don't know maybe we can find out together and oh, you look okay. it up All and right. turn it into a teaching moment i'm gonna be a great mother someday i'm just yeah. not to brag you could ask my dad yeah like who's the best left tackle he's ever seen and my dad uh, up until i you ask him that he has never given it a second of thought and then he's like fired off his takes he's like here's how i see it mark <laughs> you know? I, like, hey hey mr titus shout out yeah. shout out to mark's dad so i feel like uh anyway where how did we get off on that i don't remember uh here, here's another story i feel like would, would be right up your alley james mm-hmm. harden was offered 50 million dollars mm-hmm. 50 million dollars mm-hmm. with the the dr evil pinky million uh, right 50 million charlotte to play one season of basketball which in the nba i mean what that's like i mean with with load management and everything and then you you, you take 15 games off for load management you take another 15 games off just because you're you're it's the nba and they don't matter i mean we're talking like that's not that many games he has to play for 50 million he's probably making like a million dollars a game yeah and he said no i don't want that get me the hell out of houston okay i have a i have a super hot take are you ready for this mm-hmm. The minute this news broke, everyone was online being like, what an idiot. Like, can you imagine turning down $50 million for your job? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look, James Harden probably has a lot of money already. Probably. I think that we put a lot as a society. We're like, oh, the more money you can have, the better. Mm-hmm. You don't need $50 million mm-hmm. in one year if you're already really rich. And I think so often people are like, oh, well, these athletes, like they want money. They, want, they, they also want glory. They also want to be the best. Mm-hmm. They didn't get mm-hmm. where they are by being not competitive. So mm-hmm. James Harden's like, I want championships. I want to prove everyone that I can get out of the playoffs. And mm-hmm. I want to be in New York because I already have the beard for it. So like, a, yeah. You know, I get it. I, t- I think it makes total sense. And also, I've never been in the position to turn down $50 million. So I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, but I, I have. Uh, <laughs> I regret it. I'll say it. I regret it. I had an opportunity. I would uh, love no. to know that was for Mark. <laughs> uh, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't think for Harden, because, uh, you know, if, if, if it, 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 uh, by all indications, he wants to go to Brooklyn, as you said, and team up with Durant, I guess, I guess Kyrie wouldn't be there. That's that Kyrie would probably be the piece that they get rid of. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is like, he wants, he wants to build a quote unquote super team. He wants to be right. a part of that and win a right. championship, uh, which is taboo in the NBA. It's becoming more reasonable. I think as more guys are just kind of doing it and, and it's becoming the norm, but for the most part, the, the general NBA fan loves it when a guy like a, say a, a Dame Lillard is like, I'm, I'm sticking with the team that drafted me. I'm going to, I know, I know Houston and draft Harden, but like you get assigned your team, you write it out, you figure it out. That's how you, you operate. Uh, but then also fans hate it when guys, like you said, like you, you prioritize money over mm-hmm. Wanting to win championships. So no matter what Harden does, if he stays in Houston, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't care about championship. He only cares about money. If he goes with a championship, it's like, this guy is chasing rings. Exactly. So and just do I whatever, just, right? Exactly. Do whatever. First of all, the, the Rockets probably won't let him go. I mean, the latest report where they're like, yeah, we don't care if Russ and Harden are miserable here. They're staying here. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a great way to run a team. Fantastic. Like that, That's yeah. going to work out well for everybody. But I, I also think like he... I would build a super team like the, the dames of the world, like congrats, you're probably a bigger person than I, but I'd be calling my buddies. I'd be like, how do we win? Let's get around the rules because mm-hmm. all of this is rigged anyway. <laughs> oh, it's all rigged. The NBA is rigged. Anyway. Right? You, I sometimes think that the NBA uh, with the trades and the, the free agency stuff, 
I feel like it's a mandate from Adam Silver from the league office. Like, like you, he basically demands that everybody has to be involved in at least one big rumor in the off season. It's like, like no one, I don't know. Every single year it, it's, it's crazy. Like, like the NBA free agency stuff is bigger than the NBA itself. And, oh, and yeah. I think they, they're aware of that. And then Silver's like, all right, guys, coming up. We got the free agency window. He's like, we okay, some- so we have the reality show. Then we're going to get into the real season. <laughs> yeah. And then they're doing a Zoom call with all the like all stars in the league. And it's like, uh, which one of you guys? And then James is like, I guess I haven't done it in a while. Uh, Adam, I'll be the one. I'll step up and say I'm miserable. At my, with my <laughs> team. And he's like, thanks, James. Appreciate that. They're probably uh, paying him $50 million to say he's turning down $50 million. You know, like, yeah. I mean, also, speaking of rumors, I should say that uh, back to the Giants real quick, they are completely denying this. The team is saying that this never happened. Oh, and, really? Um, so, you know, to put in to cover our legal butts <laughs> here. Um, but it's sort of the same thing as like, any of this stuff no everyone can just deny it so here's where we stand right now as of this recording uh either the new york giants head football coach got into a fist fight with his offensive lineman where the offensive lineman beat the absolute hell out of him Uh or he did not (laughs) (laughs) right either two coaches got in a fight or they didn't or they didn't okay james harden is gonna well no he now he just doesn't have the money but hey mark we have Ryan in the waiting room. I think yeah. we should let him in. Let's let him in and get to the bulk of, of what we – let's get the meat and potatoes in this let's show. <laughs> Joining us now is our newest – I'll say new. Is it newest? Are you technically the newest Fox Sports colleague, Ryan Satin? I think. Uh, also, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, Charlotte, you've been, you've been beat. You're no longer the, uh, the, the, the newest toy. I yet. know, man. It's been, I've been here like nine months, which is terrifying because it's yeah. all been, you know, from one room. But Ryan, welcome. I'm so happy to, you know, be computer screen to computer screen with you. <laughs> Someday we're all going to be in the same place. But for now, this will do. Well, thanks for having uh, me on, guys. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Ryan, you are the WWE expert at Fox. Uh, so this weekend, Survivor Series is happening. Um First of all, explain to the people, where, where does Survivor Series rank in the pay-per-view hierarchy? I, I know WrestleMania is number one. I know Survivor Series is up there. Is, is it second? Is Royal Rumble, SummerSlam? How do you see it? I feel like it's fourth because you've got okay. WrestleMania. You've got Royal Rumble, which is super important because it leads right. into WrestleMania. You've got SummerSlam, which is like the WrestleMania of the summer. And then you've got the annual Survivor Series, which is the Thanksgiving tradition. So I think I, I would say it's probably fourth on the list. But but it but it is like a major. If you're saying this was golf or tennis or whatever else, this would be considered a major pay-per-view, right? Yes, it's referred to as one of the big four. Like when there was less pay-per-views back in the day, this was one of the marquee events. So yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. without question, this is one of the top WWE pay-per-views of the year. And Ryan, can you tell for those of us who dabble in wrestling but are also slightly clueless what this <laughs> is? Yeah. Uh, so basically the Survivor Series match, well, the Survivor Series is an event, but they also have Survivor Series matches on the show. So the Survivor Series matches are five on five elimination matches where um, instead of winning as a team, which you'd still technically win as a team, but um, mm-hmm. people get eliminated one by one in the match. So sometimes there's only one sole survivor of a team left. Sometimes you have multiple people on the team left. It really just depends on how strong the team that gets built really is and how they're able to work together. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, before back in the day, one of the things that really uh, bonded everyone together, they'd have some sort of similar um, cause or mission statement, Mm -hmm. something that they all kind of could kind of like, you know, relate to together. But in more recent years, since the brand split has returned, it's been more of like a brand supremacy thing. So it's like Mm -hmm. Raw versus SmackDown. And you see uh, the men and the women's side, who's going to stand out as the top brand that year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I, I actually remember going to Survivor Series in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, shoot, when was that? That God, it must have been a lifetime ago. 1974. I, yeah, <laughs> I want to say the Shield. The, no, that was something. Uh, the Shield like broke up in Indianapolis, right? Like, I, who cares? Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> we got. We got. We got Charlotte. On, Charlotte's like, what the hell is going on? Let's. <laughs> These nerds. Uh, oh anyway, my god. I, I, I remember. I did go to. I did go to Survivor Series one time. They had it in Indianapolis, and I was. I was there. And it was awesome, and it was fun. And uh, I, I, Ryan, for for background, like I, I can speak the wrestling language. I was a wrestling fan once upon a time. I, I'm not a fan anymore. Not so much because I don't like it. It's just that, like, somewhere along the line, Vince McMahon decided that. 
instead of offering three hours of content a week, he's like, I'm going to offer 45 hours of content and you have to watch all of it to have any idea what's going on. And I, I tried. And then I was like, Vince, I got a life, man. Like I got other, I got a job. I have other things I have to do. Oh, trust me. Before I was covering wrestling full time, I was right there with you where it was sometimes yeah. it'd be like another show. Like, yeah. what do you mean? I mean, there's, there's, there's even interviews where people talk about how Vince McMahon, uh, is confused when people who work for him want to watch something besides WWE, yeah. like the Freddie Super Prince Bowl. Jr. Yeah, <laughs> like Fred, I think Freddie Prince Jr. was like watching. I think he said he was watching like Goodfellas or The Godfather or something like that on the WWE plane. And Vince was like, "Why are you watching that? You could be watching <laughs> WrestleMania." And he was like, "Vince, it's The Godfather. Like, what are you talking about, man?" Like, and so yeah, uh, he has he wants that's everyone to watch wrestling twenty four seven. That's so good. Uh, so here's what we want to do today. So Charlotte and I, uh, because of Survivor Series, because we 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 have you on the program here, we want to we are going to build our own Survivor Series teams uh, from various sports. And then we want you to be the referee um, and, and decide which one of these teams would win if they, they did a Survivor Series match against each other. Um, we're going to we're going to make the case for our team. So we're yeah, going to yeah. try to it's going to be like, you know, mock trial in, in high school yeah. or whatever, yeah. where you like try to make the case for your. I mean, in this case, it's, you know, remarkably stupid, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure high school is, too. So we've picked four sports and. Uh, yeah. So I'll go through my team for one sport, and then Mark will go through his team. Charlotte, how many how many guys did we pick on each team? Ryan I have said that, four so, guys. Okay, well, it, it right. varies. It used to be four on four. It, it, you actually started as five on five, went to four on four, switched to five on five. It doesn't matter. Four on four. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is okay. Yeah, how many guys do you have, Mark? I'll, I'll do four too. Then we'll be okay. fine. We'll be Why? fine. Did you we're overachieve? Good. Did you put like eight per team? I, I had. I, I don't know. It's fine. It's, we're all good. <laughs> Google over we're here. We're on the same page. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's a true uh, wrestling fan right there. He's got his whole spreadsheets. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's ready to go. I also, yeah, Mark. <laughs> in all honesty, I want you guys to know, uh, I am the wrestling guy, uh, but I'm strictly the wrestling guy. I know who I know who famous people in sports are, but I do not watch sports. So you no, are. That's, that's, well, no, that's, that's what we, right, Ryan, I, I assumed as much because we, I mean, we just talked about it. Like if you're a wrestling guy, that's, that's all you can be. You don't have time for it. Right. Else, so. Also, we love this. This is right up our alley because yeah. we can tell you who these people are. We and, yeah, we can. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, people, anyone listening to this podcast will be like, that's just blatantly not <laughs> but, true. But that, is, but that is, that is the joy of wrestling. Charlotte is that like the referee, you have to deceive, you have to win by hook or crook yes uh, so that is kind of what we're doing here is like we have a referee who's you know uh, the the oblivious referee is a is a trope in wrestling right it's just like it's just kind of, <laughs> ryan yeah, so. congrats <laughs> this is great this is great <laughs> all right so charlotte you start what what sport are we starting with and, let's start and, with nfl okay go ahead i'll let you that's start at the top of my google doc um all right so my nfl survivor series team is troy palomalu cam newton Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Donald. And I'm going to explain to you why. So Troy Polamalu, he is the Steelers guy with the long hair who's in all the head and shoulders commercials. Gotcha now. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who that guy oh, is. Cool. And yes. he and the reason that I think that he looks like he should be in WWE already. And actually, I Googled Troy Polamalu WWE because I was like, this is a thing that could have happened without mm -hmm. me knowing it. And it hasn't happened, but he is a fan. He's gone to a bunch of different matches and he it, there are all these headlines from like 2013 around when he retired being like, is Troy Polamalu to WWE going to happen? So so well, I think that's a natural he, fit. Okay. He has he. If, correct me if I'm wrong, if, uh, Charlotte. But maybe you don't know this. But uh, I, I I seem to remember there were there were a few different plays where Troy Palomalu was on like the the kick block defense team, and he just basically jumped over the entire line. Yes. And you have like the shot of him just like 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 he would be good off a turnbuckle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, way yeah. he like okay. just jumps up. Yeah, it's like yeah. Troy off the top rope. Thank Troy you for doing building a frog, my case for me. Troy doing a frog splash would play. Like a, totally. a Troy Polamalu frog splash would be good. Totally. Yeah. I feel like Mark shouldn't so, be helping you on your team here, but... Yeah, okay. I, know, right. I yeah, love it. Point. I'll yeah, take okay. it. I'll shut up. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't shut up. I love this. Um, all right. Cam Newton, quarterback for the New England Patriots. My New England Patriots. Cam is very athletic. He gets hurt a lot, but he can really just run through a group of people, and he always dresses up, you know, very dapper uh, at yeah, okay. his... 
Okay. Um, you see, yeah, that, yeah, that's Cam. Uh, and he. I had to Google him. I knew the name sounded familiar. He's the guy who's always got the cool outfits all the this time. This is uh, yeah. honestly, Ryan. This is a huge gift. This is the most refreshing thing that has happened to me after being surrounded by people constantly who who are just like everybody knows everything about everything. Being able to, <laughs> it's so refreshing. This is wonderful. Um, it's like and that so show. He, uh, it's like that show. Welcome to Plathville. I started watching where these people are totally off the grid and they don't know who Tom Brady is or anything like that. Mm. I'm very much like that when it comes to sports. So. That's great. Like, that's the dream. That is the dream, man. You're living it. Um, okay. So, and then Cam always wears like pocket squares and all these nice little, um, a nice little, <laughs> How is that going to help him not get his ass kicked by my team? He's well, look great. But, but he's, he's got the wrestling flair. Hey, hey, okay. outfits are important in, in pro wrestling. I mean, yes, you got to have proper attire in pro wrestling. So she's right, speaking to right, me with the attire right. thing. All right. All right. All right. And then Rob Gronkowski, because he already was the 24 seven champion. So that's a natural mm. fit. Mark might have him on his list, except in knowing Mark, he probably went way more obscure than any of this. Um, <laughs> and then, Aaron Donald is a defensive tackle on the Rams who is just brute force. Like he picked up three men at once, one time. So it's like a, you know, like a, a better looking, younger, um, less terrifying um, Brock Lesnar or something. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's a That's decent a pretty team. Strong team. A, yeah. It's a pretty now, strong team. Yeah. Now please step aside, Charlotte, because my team <laughs> is my team. I'm going to sell it to you, to you like this, Ryan. My team is Tom Brady and his minions. And I'm doing this partly to troll Charlotte because she's a Patriots fan. Jesus but also Christ. Uh, Tom Brady. So here, so obviously Gronk is going to be on my team. I did pick Gronk. Gronk is he's, he's a pretty obvious wrestling pick for this. Uh, and then I threw Wes Welker and Vince Wolfork. We don't need to explain to you who those guys are. Whatever. <laughs> the point is, my team is Tom Brady, who is is the best quarterback ever, what people say. And and he's the the he's got the brains. Tom Brady strikes me as a guy who he's got his minions. They'll do whatever that they, they will go to great lengths just to make him happy. Tom Brady is a guy who is, he is not going to enter the ring at all. He's just going to sit on the, the, the edge of the ring, just coaching everybody up. And then right as Gronk is about to have the tag for the win, like the ultimate win, he's going to slap Gronk's back and then jump out and get the pin himself and, and say like, I'm the winner. Um, that is my pitch is just minus teamwork. Mine is like guys that Tom Brady knows and loves mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and that's it. So your thoughts. Okay. Well, see, here's what I think, Mark, is your team here. I, I like where you're going with it. However, history, I feel like when you rely too heavily on just one person on the team, that's where you fall into failure. I feel like mm. just Tom wow. outside on the outside isn't going to help when you're dealing with that Troy Palomalo guy. You got, you got Cam Newton. You mm. got, I don't even know how you deal with Rob Gronkowski versus Rob Gronkowski, but you yeah, got that's weird. Gronkowski <laughs> on the other side. This one's tough because I, I think that you've got four superstars on the other side and you've got my team. I, my team won like five Super Bowls together, by the way. I don't know if that matters. You yeah, but how many wrestling <laughs> matches have they won together? That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. Tom Brady is old too. Tom Brady is old. So I think, and also when it comes to team, when it comes to like tag team wrestling, whether it's three people, two people whatever i think team is the key mm-hmm. aspect and if you plan to have tom brady just sitting on the outside the whole time that's true not involved i i'm <laughs> i'm sorry to do this but I, I super bowl rings aside i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go charlotte's team on this one. all right, yeah. all right. Charlotte, the winner on this one it is, i never it, win anything this is awesome charlotte it's survivor series it's not survivor one match so we come okay. on we, we still have we have more to go here you haven't you haven't won anything yet um what's next what's next Ryan, on i'm so glad you work here now um <laughs> what do you what do you think should we do women's soccer oh you want to do that okay all right let's get should into it do yeah. you want to go first this time? I feel like that's that seems uh, fair. That seems fair. fair. All right. So, so my thought process with women with women's soccer is this: I wanted a team with hat. I wanted good, good and evil coming together for uh, the greater good. If that makes the great, Smart. like there's, yes. there's. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's like there's it, it, it's. It's like a Game of Thrones situation where, like, we all got to come together and beat the White Walkers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like, yeah, totally. That's basically half- what it is when you have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It's not usually yes. people who are friends. It's people right. who have a common right. goal of beating. Thank you, person. Ryan. So, I, I like where we're headed with this because I picked two good guys, uh, Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy, who are like the the the, the goats of soccer. They they are like the the I don't know how to explain. Like Mia Hamm is John Cena. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm familiar. 
Okay, Julie Foudy is like what Vince thinks Roman Reigns is. Okay. Like, oh like, my God, that's one of the more accurate. Yeah, I, and like, I love. I love. She's Foudy. not actually Roman Reigns, but the way Vince looks at Roman Reigns, that's Julie Foudy. Okay. Uh, so we got those two, and then on the other side, I have Hope Solo, who is. I knew you were going to do that. I Hope knew Solo you were going to put Hope Solo. On Hope your team. Solo is like the Dennis Rodman of women's soccer. Oh yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> another one I'm familiar with. She's okay bat, for sure, for sure. And then my final pick to round out the evil side of it is Elizabeth Lambert. And if you don't know her name, she is the, the, the soccer player from New Mexico who in 2009 became famous for pulling girls, ponytails, throwing oh. elbows, like kicking the ball in the girl's face. It's like, she went viral uh, again in a game against BYU because she was just basically, yeah. Pulling ponytails. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah. No points yeah. for the badass girl. I actually yeah. really like this so, team so far because that's, that's my lie, team. If I, if I had to pick a team like this, hope solo is definitely one of the people yeah. I'd pick on my team for this. And, and Mia Ham's a good one too. So yeah, I actually, that's a strong All right. team. You All right. All right. Ugh, I really, I feel like that's a really strong team, but he, okay. 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 But hear me out. So I went for my team. I went like all American good guys i went for the you know did you watch glow oh uh, yeah the show, okay what the the like uh the betty is that her name the yes, miss betty america Gilpin. yeah 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 what's her what's her character's name uh, miss liberty or liberty bell liberty bell liberty bell yeah this is the liberty bell equivalent so i've got megan rapino who mm. is just you know America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. She she's the one who went to the edge of the field and did the the whole hand thing. And yep. um, she is just she's an incredible athlete. She's kind of wily. She's funny. She knows how to work a room. Great for entertainment value, but a good guy. Um, Brandy Chastain, who's like just on the edge of the good guy thing, where she mm-hmm. like she scores a winning goal in 1999, rips mm-hmm. off her shirt. Everyone's scandalized. I'm mm-hmm. 10 years old. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. I was uh, I was yeah. I was 12 years old, and I also thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember it very vividly myself. So yeah, totally. Okay, and then Brianna Scurry, who is the goalie forever, who's just very dependable, mm-hmm. um, has won like every Olympic medal and World Cups, and is just stacked. And she's now um, a coach of and was replaced Spirit. by Hope Solo, right? Because she was washed up, and Hope Solo Ooh. took her job. Yeah. Oh okay. my! Right. Yeah, but see, but now she's back for revenge. This is how uh, you're supposed to chime in on her team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I've got Mia Hamm because she's my favorite player of all time, and we're we're, we're like ripping this space time continuum by we picking are. the same people that are going to be wrestling <laughs> we are. but well whatever. this one this one's easy for me uh i'm giving i'm giving this one to mark uh yes. i'm giving God this one to mark because it's similar to the team that i would have picked and i liked his reasoning um also i, I felt charlotte if you're gonna have this all-american team you have uh-huh. to have alex morgan on your team i can't yeah. believe you guys did uh, yeah. i think you guys picked alex, alex morgan. morgan i went to high school I before, so i have a i have a special place in my heart for, for Alex Morgan. So the, when you said all American, I was like, Oh, she's going to pick Alex Morgan. I'm going to have to pick her, but you didn't. So yep. I got to go. I should have, I also should have picked like Christian press or, you yeah. know, Crystal Alex Morgan. I would say Alex Morgan's actually America's sweetheart. I don't yeah, know. totally. Totally. Well, I, I was I, trying to sort of, you know, mix up the age thing because Pino, I love yeah, when Pino retired wrestlers come back. Yeah. I don't know. All yeah, right. my well, friend, my friend like kissed her once when we were like <gasps> in high school. So, so you got to put her on the all. Wait, so you went team. to you went to high school? Where where where's that? Uh, Di- Diamond Bar <laughs> High School in Orange County. Wow. Put that in your Twitter bio. My friend kissed Alex Morgan once. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, dude, when she became a thing, he was like, "Oh my god, I kissed like an Olympian!" <laughs> like, oh man, you know, like he was so pumped. So, like from his mom's basement playing <laughs> online she, poker. Yeah. And, then, and then it comes out. She she like does an interview where she's like, "Yeah, I did that because it was it was a dare. My friends thought it'd be funny if I kissed that weird." <laughs> I felt dude. bad for him. I felt Sorry, bad for him. I don't mean to roast no, your friend. I don't, I, we yeah, don't, we don't know, know your friend. friend. Yeah, oh right. no, I can't um, wait to send this like, to him. Don't yeah. worry. All right, next sport, Charlotte. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do, you want to do NBA? Let's do NBA. Uh, I want you to go first. There's characters in the NBA, so I like this one. Oh yeah. I went for chaos. My (laughs) NBA team. This is team chaos. We've got, and, and it's team chaos misfit, weirdest possible combination of people. We've got Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. He's known for, you know, kicking people in the groin and mm-hmm. just going off the rails and totally losing his mind and getting angry and trash talking, um, which I think is essential 
in WWE from what I've seen. Um, I have Nikola Jokic um, because he's this huge guy on the Denver Nuggets and he always looks like he's playing basketball and flip flops. My friend Seth Rosenthal tweeted that once and it's one of the funniest things I've ever yeah, seen. <laughs> Um, and you want sort of a goof who can like oaf around and distract yeah. people and then strike because he's actually very good. Um, and then Jimmy Butler, because he's scrappy. He knows what it takes to I mean, he didn't win a championship, but he certainly got the heat closer than anybody thought mm -hmm. they would get. And then Shaq, because <laughs> <laughs> just because that makes sense. Because Shaq, Shaq, yeah, because because Shaq. Shaq. yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. so that's my Shaq that's my NBA Shaq. team. Uh all right, I'm going to make this simple for you, Ryan. Uh, my my pick is the 2004-2005 Indiana Pacers, uh, who are most fondly remembered as the team that went into the crowd in Detroit and started just wailing on the Detroit Pistons fans. <laughs> so when you, when you said that, I was like, is that the team that fought the, the Malice in the Palace? God yes. damn it, Mark. Oh. My, my picks are Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, and I'm throwing Reggie Miller in there, who actually did go in the crowd. He wasn't really part of the fight. He was trying to like break it up. He was trying to but, break it up, right? But Reggie Miller is... Reggie Miller is going to be the guy on this team who's distracting the refs because Reggie Miller in his basketball <laughs> career, he was always bitching to the refs. So I see him as the distracting the refs. And as he's doing that, our test and Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal are just ruthless. It's just no holds bar out there. They're you're using chairs. They're using plastic cups that hit run our test. Uh, yeah, that, that's my pick is, is just, I think it speaks for itself. By the way, I should mention uh, today, uh, we're recording this on Thursday, so tomorrow actually, but everyone's listening. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Everyone's listening on Thursday. Um, Thursday is the the anniversary, the 16-year anniversary of the Malice in the Palace. You know, November Malice in the oh, really? Palace is that long ago? Crazy. Yeah. That, yeah, that's one of those ago. things that I think happened in the 70s, but uh, <laughs> I was like sentient. Uh, I, I could yeah. drive when that happened. It doesn't feel that long ago until you go re back and rewatch it. It's just so pixelated and like, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, oh, that was a classic moment. I remember that so well. Mm -hmm. This is a tough one because I was, I was, I was, uh, I was leaning towards Charlotte when she was filling out her team here because uh -huh. I like some of those people. Uh, they're larger than life. I like the chaos aspect. But then Mark just came in with like I the know, chaos I'm hammer where like he just stole your thunder because these guys straight up fought the they, crowd. They so, fought the crowd. I'm yeah. like really upset about say, Mark right now. That's that's my one fear. My one fear with this team is that they're not going to fight the match in the ring. They're just going to start like going into the crowd and punching fans that are cheering for the other team and they're going to forget. I don't think and you as can this, get disqualified yeah. though for fighting the crowd in pro wrestling. I think you only get disqualified for breaking the rules and these All guys right. seem sneaky enough to where they yeah. could they, they could take that uh you know distracted ref trope to the extreme they got reggie there to help with that so i think i mean you I, you have to give this one to mark i i, I even know. you know I, charlotte yeah i know i know, <laughs> I know ryan i get it let's okay go. i get it let's go i get it let's go uh so wait, we're at two I, and one now right we're two and one yeah. i'm up okay. two to one uh i think charlotte's gonna win this one let's do baseball next charlotte uh mlb i don't well, love so my I, I don't love my team, so I, I I I'm not doing a great job selling it. Um, I I no here. First of all, don't don't let me win. Don't be nice to me. This is we. I'm gonna we're gonna fight tooth you and nail. You go first. Well, I'm a little worried because I have my list here, and then I'm thinking of changing it up at the last. Oh, second. so okay. oh, all right, all right. right. calling an audible. Right, I'll go. I'll, I'll go first. I'll start it off. So I was thinking again. This this is my weakest team, but whatever. Uh, I have I have two sets of tag teams that I'm putting together on my okay. team. The okay. first tag team is Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve. Who Aaron Judge, <laughs> you, Ryan? You might know them as if you've seen a picture going around. Uh, Aaron Judge plays for the Yankees. He's massive. He's six nine, something like that. God knows how tall he is. He's he's just like a like if you're doing he's a, a creative statue. Play, okay. Yeah, he looks like a statue. Jose Altuve is like five five, maybe shorter he's than that. He's five seven. Okay. He's five seven. He is he is like one of the smallest players in MLB. And uh, the Yankees and Astros play each other a lot. And there's a lot of times where like Aaron Judge will be standing on second base and like so to me they would be a fun tag team because like Altuve like like. Judge is picking up Altuve and just throwing him, and and Altuve strikes me as like a Rey Mysterio type. So uh, that I was going that uh, with them, and then the other half of my tag team partnership here is the Bash Brothers, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, who did an ungodly amount of steroids uh, for the. <laughs> of course, days. I'm familiar with the Bash yeah, Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, they're literally called the Bash Brothers. Like that. <laughs> I mean, that is that's really all we need to say about them. Um, the, the Oakland A's era, though, of those two guys is, uh, is what I had in mind. So that, 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 I don't know how the team all fits together. It was like two sets of tag teams thrown together for, uh, for a team. Okay. 
I think that's Mark. I think you sold yourself short. I think that's pretty good, but I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to go. Um, uh, when I, what is the, what do you call something like the new day? Cause I called them a wrestling collective once, but I don't <laughs> think a faction. We'll go faction. A faction? A faction. Yeah. Okay. So I've got one faction and then one superstar but- and my faction is I've got, um, three guys from the 2004 Red Sox who broke the curse, which is a very wrestling type thing to do and won the world series. I got David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez and Johnny Damon. And then the wild card superstar is the Washington nationals, Max Scherzer, who's a pitcher whose nickname is mad max, who is absolutely Mm. nuts and cares about baseball more than anything. And I, I want to sell Charlotte's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do what I shouldn't be doing and help sell Charlotte's because uh, this is just too fun of a story. Like, isn't Max Scherzer? Aren't there clips of him like cussing at the batter as he's winding up to throw the pitch, or he's like, yes. or he's like psyching himself up. He's like, you're going down, bitch. As he's like winding <laughs> up to throw the pitch, like as yeah, he's winding up, he is unreal. He also he's played through. I I feel like he's played through some insane injuries to the point yeah. where you're just like, you are. How much toradol can one man? I mean, you know, <laughs> allegedly, whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's my team. It's it's uh, three of the dirt dogs and then also, Mad Max. Also, Ryan, uh, Pedro Martinez is a guy you might remember when uh, they were playing the Yankees. Don Zimmer, who's yeah. like seventeen thousand years old ran at him and Pedro just grabbed him and threw him down. And there's like a famous picture of Pedro Martinez just taking your old man and throwing him on the ground. And uh, I don't why, sh- I, I want to shut. Why am I selling? Well, no, and Ortiz, I, I, David I Ortiz it. is just like the most charismatic guy. I remember it. I remember that. Uh, okay. So I'm going to go, since this is an important pick here, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze both squads here. I'll mm-hmm. start with Mark's team. Uh, I love, small guy, big guy tag teams in pro wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I love mm-hmm. when you've got like this little small guy with this huge giant and they do things together. So you're speaking uh, to my, mm-hmm. to the things I enjoy there. Uh, I also am very familiar with the Bash brothers, uh, but I am worried that with the whole steroid thing that they might get <laughs> uh, hit with a wellness policy violation before <laughs> they ever make it to the ring. So that That's does... Good. That does go this against w- them a little bit. I, I, was th- I was, yeah. If, if this match, if, if this is Survivor Series in 1997, we're good. But in 2020, <laughs> in 2020, Man, the 90s the, really the totally checks. ruled, right? Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, there was there was there was some good times back in the 90s. Uh, yeah. But uh, I am familiar with all the people that Charlotte named. Uh, I do think breaking the curse is a big deal. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker's streak. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. That does put them high up uh, in terms of who might win here. And also, I'm familiar with David Ortiz because he's always calling out Booker T. And so (laughs) David Ortiz has some sick promo skills. And so Mm -hmm. I think he would kick ass in pro wrestling. So for that, I'm I'm giving this one to Charlotte. Yeah, I can't can't really argue too much. Like I said, I I didn't love my team, but uh, (laughs) you made it closer than than I was, you know, than I expected there. So, all right, we got the tiebreaker then, Charlotte. Number five. All right. Uh, so what, what do we call this? This is just miscellaneous. This is just we're calling this yeah, the combined, combined team. Um, so this is any sport together? Any, any, any sport. Any, 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 yeah. Ooh, four people like from this. any sport. Um, you want me to go first? You want to go first, yeah, Mark? Please, please do. My, mine's okay. simple, so you go ahead. <laughs> Mine is complicated. Mine is just a group of people who I think put together would have the right amount of, you know, kind of curveball like you don't expect these four people to be together um but i think they all bring a certain something so my first is kevin durant um of the new york nets i mean sorry the brooklyn nets technically new york um because he provides so much drama out of the ring he has all Mm -hmm. these burner accounts on twitter where he's just (laughs) constantly like chirping people and then once he forgot that he wasn't on his burner account so he just like started arguing with some random guy from his actual account (laughs) and i think i think that the drama leading up to the match that kd would provide he's also just sort of tall and lanky which is good for like tagging the rope or whatever right so tagging the rope okay we're playing capture the flag right right isn't that what survivors <laughs> yeah. like, the- <laughs> right you can get the flag katie can get the flag my second is serena williams because a Ooh. she is unbelievable mm-hmm. athletic ability but b she also has unbelievable style and i think that that's really important then we've got phil mickelson um because <laughs> 
He has an unbelievable amount of dad strength. Like you've seen his calves. He works out constantly. He's sort of like the Goldberg of golf. You know? Phil Nicholson is the Goldberg of golf. I like that yeah. right there. Like that's not wrong, right? Like you see it. The Goldberg I, of I, golf. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> You know, sort of like slightly different. They're so different. You have to find ways to make these connections. Uh, um, and then my last, which is why I think my team is a winner, is um, I've got Tanya Harding on here. <laughs> 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 because talk about, talk about stoop to no, no, nothing is out of bounds for this woman. She would use a chair better than anyone. So I think oh, that, no. that's, that's a team. That is a strong team. I am oh, not to brag. Mark has against that because that's a, that's a winning that's a team, good team right there. Yeah. Uh, you, I wasn't prepared for the Goldberg of golf to be on your team. <laughs> um, all right. So here, here was my thought presses, Ryan. Uh, one thing that I picked up on with WWE and especially like the modern version of WWE is Vince McMahon seems to hate, hate the fans. If the fans want something, he's like, I don't care. I have, I have a vision for where I'm taking the ship. I, I am going to make the guys win that I want them. I want them to win. Uh, it's, it almost feels inevitable. Granted, I haven't, I, like I said, it, it, the last couple of years I've fallen off as much. So maybe things have changed, but I remember you're turning it, you tune into a pay-per-view. You say to yourself, this guy is probably going to win because like all signs are pointing to this guy winning. Um, but man, like the cool move would be if this guy wins and then this can happen and whatever. And then the pay-per-view happens and the guy, the inevitable guy wins every single time. So with that in mind, my, my team is just a team of goats. I have Michael Jordan, <laughs> LeBron James, Wayne Gretzky, and Tiger Woods. Because if Vince, McMahon, if Vince McMahon looks at this team, he's in the writer's room and he's going to say, we can't make those guys lose. Are you crazy? Oh, my God, Mark. God <laughs> That's damn it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This yeah. is not That's it. to... Not to not, not because they're good wrestlers, but because I'm thinking this is Galaxy Brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, like, that's, yeah, yep, yep. I, I just want to say that not to tune our own horn, but this is some of the most impressive mental work Mark and I have ever done yeah. on this podcast with these my, survivor teams. My team is like Hulk Hogan, John Cena, uh, Bruno San Martino and, and Roman Reigns coming out. And, and you're telling Vince McMahon, make those guys lose. Like and Vince is like, but then can't. on the other hand, you have the celebrity cameo with Tanya Harding <laughs> and she's perfect. And then you've got Goldberg who's of golf, who's Phil Mickelson. I mean, you know, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, I mean, the problem is that Vince McMahon would never in a million years book Goldberg to beat one of his top A talent in <laughs> right. WWE. God damn it. So that, that does lead to Mark, Mark's team a little bit. And also, <laughs> I feel like similarly, as much as I like Tanya Harding and do feel like she is a perfect heel to have on the other side, like she is mm -hmm. perfect heel to have on the opposite side of uh, Wayne Gretzky, mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, all those people. But... I think you have to give it to Mark on this one. There's no yeah. And wrestling at the end of the day is scripted, right? So since I feel like his argument does hold weight here, that it is scripted. Uh. Vince McMahon is holding the pen here, not Ryan Satin. I think that he's going to give it to the goats. He's going to give it to mm -hmm. the greatest of all times, even if it was real and they were going against each other. I feel like unless Tanya Harding has a crowbar under the ring, I think that uh, I think that Fred Galuli comes out of the crowd. He's like, Tanya, I got this. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I, I'm sorry, Charlotte, but I, I think Ryan. I have to give it to Mark here. No, I. Ryan, God bless I, you. You are welcome back on this program. <laughs> Ryan, and it's I, been lovely having you. We're going to have to ask you to leave immediately. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I respect your choice here. I'm going to be a gracious loser um, because I think you really called it all very fair and square. And I think we, I think we all did. We played. Our, we left it all out there on the field. Yeah, this was a very uh, hard fought battle between the two of you, and I think you guys both did a very good job. It was tough. To pick on a lot of these ones i i think at the end of the day uh the 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 legendary names were the ones that stuck out to me the most that, so that helped mm -hmm. when you guys yeah. started going with those yeah i knew my audience charlotte that was it too <laughs> well, I, was, I knew i knew what i was doing here you have a uh, career in the writer's room his name his name is ryan set and you can follow him on twitter at ryan set ryan before we let you go uh give us the give us the the pitch for this survivor series for someone like me say or even charlotte someone who is out of the loop and wrestling and and they, they've listened to your parents on the show and they're like, wow, I want to I want to watch on Sunday and then maybe start following your work. But where do I start? What am I watching when I turn it on on Sunday? What's what? Are, well, what are we the, the main thing that they're promoting.
noting besides these Survivor Series matches, because we have the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown matches, the men's and women's matches, but the marquee match on this show is without question Roman Reigns, who is the Universal Champion on SmackDown, versus Drew McIntyre, who is the WWE Champion on Raw. Drew McIntyre just regained the championship this week, and those are mm-hmm. two of the biggest guys in WWE right now. They're uh, mm-hmm. great characters. If you are like Mark and you were worried about the the guy that you were interested in uh no long you know not getting the shine that he deserves i think Mm -hmm. now is a good time to tune back in because roman reigns i think you mentioned earlier the golden goose kind of thing where vince was pushing him down everyone's throat uh it's complete 180 from that now roman reigns oh really oh complete one well he's oh you have my attention he's still the marquee (laughs) attraction right now since coming back but he's finally been turned into a bad guy he's total bad guy where he's got paul Heyman by his side um and he is talking mad crap to people. He's so ruthless on social media and stuff now. He has fully transformed into the heel that everybody wanted. Yeah, you I love my that. Attention. That oh, makes yeah. so much sense. And, you know, I used to get kind of annoyed when they were pushing Roman as the good guy a few years ago. And I was like, why don't they just make him a heel? And I think that the fact that they waited a little bit to make him a heel makes him an even better you can't heel. Be, you can't be a good guy in WWE when you have bl- jet black hair that's wet at all times. Like, that is not like that is. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, do you know what they put in that his is hair? Heel. That looks it's that is heel water, hair. but they have like yeah. massive amounts of water bottles at, before it's you come out. So like, I saw the Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, uh, uh, yeah. pregnancy pictures. And Seth just couldn't help himself. He pours the water oh. on his hair for those pictures. Too. I laughed at that too. I was like, he didn't go for the ponytail in the, in the like, paternity wow. photos. Right, it's, it's like so that's good. his family, and he's out there being like, "I could get into the ring in five minutes." <laughs> he's posing, and then he, and then they're about to take. He's like, oh, "Actually, hang on, let me give me a second. He's <laughs> he throws it back. He's like, "All right, we're good. Let's go." And, and on uh, the other side of things, you know, Drew McIntyre, he's like the good guy in WWE right now, the top good guy. And dude, he is so jacked, and he's just like the top, like the guy you'd want to get behind if you're if you uh, are trying to root for a babyface. This week, when he won right. the title, he came out with a sword. His entrance, he had a sword that was the size of him, and he held it above his head while wearing a kilt, and then he shoved it into the ground to like make all his pyro go off and stuff. Oh, that's awesome! It was Whoa. awesome. So th- that's I, awesome. Survivor Series right. is going to be awesome. You guys should check it out. All You're right. speaking well, our language, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, we're I like, oh, sold. fireworks! Cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, th- there it is. Everybody, check out Survivor Series on on Sunday. Uh, Ryan Satin, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have to do this again. As I said, you're you're welcome back anytime uh, because you picked me as the winner. So, that's all really <laughs> no, that was a total blast, Ryan. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Ryan. Thank you. Okay, well, that was a delight. It's so strange being like, oh, this is our new coworker," And we're all just flung to every corner of the world being like, I guess we'll only see each other through our here's, computers. Yeah, here's another guy I work with that I've never met before. Right, <laughs> right. Man, we got to film it the first time you and I meet, Mark. It's going to be like a... It's going to be magic. I think this is the end of the show. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They just cancel us. Our bu- buck yeah. is like, yeah, we're done. That's um, it. <laughs> Everyone was just waiting for that moment. And then now it's like, yeah, I don't really see the point in listening. Right. It's like, why are they still talking to each other? Um, okay, so we're going to read a few emails because I love emails. And you guys uh-huh. have sent some amazing stuff to the People's sports podcast at gmail.com there are two s's in there between peoples and sports make sure you remember that uh we got one from Bryn haskett um who has emailed us before and is delightful and she writes char on char mark and moses killer opener erg ergot the mold used to treat migraines Mm. in the past is also theorized to be the cause of the dancing plague in the 1500s Although it's probably not the cause, the dancing plague is a fun little rabbit hole as well. Ever hopeful, although, Bryn. Although it's probably not the cause. I love that part of it. The, it's, she, I mean, she's probably not, she's, but like she gets the show. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. She like totally gets the show. She's like, probably not, but who cares? Let's not get, let's not get, let's not <laughs> facts get in the way of this. It's, it's, let's just focus on the real thing, which is that there's a dancing plague. I am not aware of this. I now know what I'm going to do for the rest of the day, which is well, go. you got to Google dancing plague. And then next show we can talk about what it is. Cause I don't know what it is. It's like, but the yeah, opposite I love it. Of, it's like, we're like, yeah, either the giants coaches got into a fight or they didn't. And Bryn's yeah, like, either yeah. this is either the cause or, or it's didn't. not. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the dancing plague is just like the opposite of footloose. It's just like, everybody's <laughs> dancing. No one can help it. And, <laughs> 
They need John Lithgow to come in and be like, damn it. <laughs> no <Stop>. more. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Okay. Uh, this is from Ian Kowalski. <clears throat> Hey guys, first of all, want to say I'm a huge fan, which I mean, just stroke our egos, Ian. We love you. Um, as an OSU grad, Titus is a legend, and Go getting Bucks. to know yeah, and then getting to know Lottie from your podcast and the Extra Points podcast has been a treat. Thank you, Ian. Even though you use the name, I hate. Call me a legend. God bless you, Ian. He, I know. I almost didn't want to read that part, but I read it. Ian, um, Ian, the check is in the mail. Thank you for the. <laughs> Yeah, Ian, Mark will Venmo you after this. Uh, I'm a young physician practicing in Columbus, and I wanted to follow up on a couple of funny stories you guys told on the most recent podcast. One, speaking of ergotamine poisoning, how did Mark not mention this? In 15, <laughs> this is incredible. In 1518, an entire village accidentally, question marker in parentheses, ingested huge amounts of ergot, then subsequently danced until they literally died. What's <laughs> the dancing What? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Uh, I'll send you, there's actually a Wikipedia page. The dancing plague is not as fun as it sounds. It sounds like a fun time. It's not like a dancing plague just sounds like a, uh, when we're not under coronavirus restrictions, it sounds like a, uh, sounds like my typical Saturday night. Am I right? (laughs) Sounds like a a bunch of 20 stuff that just popping Molly and going to a warehouse in LA and just, it sounds like ultra. Um, okay. So then he says two, on the subject of lung punctures, this will be good. During my first year of residency, I started it on the pulmonary team. And on day one, I was asked to perform a thoracentesis. You're doing great, Charlotte. <laughs> in parentheses, insert a needle into the chest wall to drain fluid off the lung without puncturing the lung. End parentheses. Close parentheses. <clears throat> Needless to say, I was underprepared, but successfully completed the procedure without puncturing the lung. The best part of the story, though, is afterwards, while debriefing with the attending doctor watching over my work, he said, you did well, but I will say, you're a little loosey-goosey with the needle. (laughs) And that doctor, you guessed it, went on to become the Buffalo Bills doc. Oh, and then he goes, okay, so he wasn't the guy who punctured Tyrod's lung, but the rest of that story is 100% true. Oh, well, I was trying to make the connection. I was also Tyrod like, Taylor, he's on the Chargers. No. Well, Tyrod Taylor was on the Bills. So exactly. I, was like trying to, I was trying to make that connection of like, I think Ian might be a little confused here. And, but... then my conne- and then the connection fell flat, but Ian called me a legend. So you know what, Ian? God bless Ian's you. also good at telling a story. That's a, that's a hell of a yarn. Um, he says, thanks for all you guys do. 2020 has been a stressful year for all of us. And the People Sports Podcast has been much needed weekly escape. Ever hopeful, oh. Ian. That's so nice. Yes. Ian's yeah, so nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, are there any others here we should read? Let me just take a quick scan of the old uh, old inbox. Um, personal yiptitude. We got a few more people just talking about what just they can do. Just pick a random do. one. You don't even have to scan it. Just read it. Just read it live on the air for the first time. We have no idea what it says. Um, all right. Good day. Both my wife and girlfriend. Yeah, I really am an <laughs> asshole. Cannot use their left ear when on the foot. Fu- what the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy. This I'm guy's not reading this one. Now, hang on. Is this guy a fan of the Am I Sexist segment? It sounds like he <laughs> might be. <laughs> he only tunes in for Is This yeah, Sexist. He's like, he's like is, the, is This Sexist. That is, that is a hell that of a way to start an email to people you've never met. <laughs> Both my wife and girlfriend. Yes, I'm an asshole. You know what? That's it. We're, I'm not going to read the rest of this. That's a good get, way to end it. That's it a good won't way get to better than that. Uh, thank you to Ryan Sadden for joining us. Thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you to Ian. That, that means a lot. We, we did set out. We made the show uh, very aware that the world we're living in is a little crazy. People are on edge. They need a release. And listen, we don't we don't pretend that we're the only like we're going to solve all of your problems, Charlotte. Certainly, we don't we don't believe that, do we? Oh, no, I don't think we believe we can but, single, so, yeah. solve a single one of your problems, but hopefully we can make you laugh a little bit. Hopefully a it's a little bit of fun uh, mm-hmm. once a week, unless Charlotte has a migraine, then once every two weeks. Then once every two weeks. And someday but, maybe we'll maybe, you know, we'll get so into it that we'll do like five shows a week. Who knows? Charlotte, uh, next week. Yes. College basketball starts. And <gasps> God damn it, I am going to I, come hell or high water. I'm going to get you to talk about college. Mostly, Let's do it. Mostly so I don't have to prepare. <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> well, look, I don't know anything about college basketball. Like today, usually I find out everything I know from March Madness. And clearly that yeah. didn't happen. So this is today was the first time I've ever heard James Wiseman's name. And I thought it was oh. Jordan Wiseman. And then I Googled it and it was some actor. And I was like, this can't be right. I 
I, I, I literally just do, I just want to be lazy and not prepare for a show. And if we do a college right. basketball show, I could just show up and, and should we just and, do it where I like ask you questions about college basketball? Because <laughs> I don't I really, truly like I've covered the ACC tournament uh, and I know enough who the coaches are. No, I, I know, you know enough, but I don't know is, how it works. I think it'd be funnier if I quiz you. Like I, I come out, I, I make a list of like absurd stuff from college. But I do like two truths and a lie or something. Oh, that's great. Like, and you have to figure out, and everyone on the list, you're like, there's no way that all can be true. College <laughs> basketball is stupid. It is the dumbest sport. It is, I'm so, and this is going to be the dumbest season. So I'm very excited for it. But, uh, oh, awesome. Right. Let's do that. Cool. We'll Glad we just planned next week's show. Uh, <laughs> people, the people have something to look forward to. So send us emails. We appreciate you. That's Trying it. Trying to give the people what they want. See you guys next week. <laughs>